You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity, your home for weird and wild news around the world, brought to you by two rednecks. (laughs) Uh, My name's John. My co-host is Tiny. How Hello. are you? Tiny, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Good, good. I have, how did you have a good week? It was okay. I had a horrible week. So, <laughs> glad we're here together. But, uh, almost got in a fight with a teacher at a middle school football game who wouldn't let me in the gate. So, <laughs> that was pretty good. And not my proudest moment. But, uh, anyways, guys. You, know, you, you can't just be letting parents into those middle school football games look, free. Look, I've been working out of town so much and my son who's in the band, very talented musician, playing at the middle school football game. I hustle back two hours driving up, exceeding the speed limit, you know, hanging curves and doing everything the Duke boys would do. <laughs> and I get to the parking lot, four minutes left in the game. Like, boom, I can go in, listen to him play a couple of songs, and he'll at least see, you know, my 14-year-old son, who's already to the point where he thinks dad's a goober, that I care. You know, that I made an effort to get back in time to see him. Get to the gate, walking in, and a lady stops him. It's like, sir, do you have a ticket? And I'm like, no, I wasn't aware I needed one because this is middle school football and there's only four minutes left. She's like, no, you got to buy a ticket. I don't have any cash on me. So I'm like, do they take cards? No, cash only. And I'm like, well, there's only four minutes left in the game. I was like, how many tickets are you selling at this point? Yeah. Are are, are people just really just dying to get into this game? And she was like, well, I I noticed there wasn't any line when I came up here. And she said, I can't let you in this game without a ticket. And I said, and you should have said, sure you can. Well, you I just wanted, simply wave me in. If I hadn't already jog, jogged across the parking lot, <laughs> I would have just ran and been like, you're going to have to catch me. <laughs> but I was out of breath, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I looked at her and said, yes, ma'am. But I thought of every cuss word I knew <laughs> in my head. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. And that was wrong on me. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> wrong on me. But she hurt my feelings real bad. And said, turns out the game went into overtime, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So was she justified? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, like, it's not the Super Bowl. Right. You're, you're not going to get in trouble if you let me in. I'm clearly not a troublemaker, you know. <laughs> I have all slacks and a dress shirt and dress shoes. I'm not coming in to stir up any problems. Just want to see my kid, you know. Nope, wouldn't let me in. So You didn't do the old... Uh... Hey, so and so is behind you. They know me. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, because uh, uh, I didn't see anyone I knew. Well, she turns around. Oh, and, and that's I when just, you dart no, in. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so there's like 
40 people at the game anyways. They would have been able to find it real easily, you know. Not too many people show up for a middle school football game on a Wednesday or Tuesday night, whatever night it was. What a great story, though, if a parent was forcibly removed from a middle school (laughs) game for not paying for tickets. I think the biggest thing that that I can point out again about this story is there were four minutes left in the game. (laughs) I've been to Major League Baseball games where they dropped the gate after like, you know, the sixth or seventh inning, and we just went in and found a seat. Right, right. This is a middle school football game with four (laughs) minutes left in it. You know? well, who was this lady? Let's, I don't know. Let's don't publicly know. shame her on this I don't know podcast. who she was. She was doing her job. You know, I'm sure someone told her, don't let anybody in this gate without a ticket, no matter what. And she took it serious. And she took it way more seriously than I would have, you <laughs> right. know? So I don't want to, I don't want to fault the lady, but I sure, man, she hurt my feelings. Well, lady, you're getting off easy because John has the bully pulpit. <laughs> That's here, true. And That's he true. is choosing of have, his own volition yes. not to use it against you. I would have people in New Zealand so fired up against you, <laughs> which by the way, didn't know Auckland wasn't a strange country I hadn't heard of <laughs> until, you know, after the show when we read Jason's review. So. Right. Or our email. So I, that's on me. Hands <laughs> up. I didn't pay attention in geography. I knew that. I just let you flounder. Thank you. Parents. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Part of my bad week. <laughs> Almost stepped on a copperhead yesterday, too, and got bit. So nice. Um, a narrowly avoided death. And people in my family act like it's no big deal. But to <laughs> me, I'll narrowly, I'm the only person who understands Hudson who was with me. So narrowly avoided death, too, this week. So, anyways. Let's talk about something cheerful here. <laughs> yeah, what happened to other people this week? You got any good stories this week? I have several good stories. I, I have a update from our rabbit stealing or rabbit saving story, depending <laughs> on saving story, which yes. side of the uh, the spectrum you land on. So I <laughs> right. uh, got that one. Got a, got some people who uh, shot at a security guard at a day's end. Very interesting story. Okay. Um, a tale of love and passion. <laughs> uh, what about you? Well, we have some some problems with some schools here. One here in North Alabama and one in England. Okay. But I, I guess... I, I have a trouble imagining that there are troubles <laughs> or problems at Alabama schools. <laughs> right. You know. It's not just us this time, though. Right. Yeah, true. Okay, good. <laughs> this time. <laughs> but I guess we can start with uh, the whole Jerry Falwell story. Okay. And we're... We're just going to zero in on a couple of things because this is a lot of stuff going on right now with Jerry Falwell Jr. and Liberty University. And to be honest, I don't know how much of it is a media smear and how much of it is truth. Okay. But I will say that some of Jerry Falwell's reactions to some of this news has been a little odd. And that is why it has found its way into this podcast. I just found out Liberty University used to be called Lynchburg Baptist College, and then it changed its name to Liberty Baptist College, and now they're just Liberty University. So That's good marketing. Yeah, keep pushing the Baptists <laughs> all the way out. I got you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, according to Jerry Falwell Jr., did you know that forwarding emails can be a crime? Oh, for real? <laughs> according to... Corey to, Finn, Jerry okay. Falwell Jr. All right. Let's let's look. Let's take a closer closer look here. <laughs> High profile evangelical conservative Jerry Falwell Jr., a staunch Trump supporter and president of Liberty University, wants the FBI to investigate current and former university employees for forwarding emails. Oh wow! Falwell claims to have evidence that employees quote improperly shared emails belonging to the university. The Associated Press reports. 
Falwell said that the communications were shared as part of a criminal smear campaign and an attempted coup. Falwell told the AP that he contacted the FBI. John. Oh, the FBI. He <laughs> contacted the FBI before the story was published when he learned that reporters were reaching out to Liberty employees about the, quote, stolen emails. Oh. I am going to the authorities and I am going to civil court over the shared documents, Falwell said. Now, I'm sure you're wondering what could be so yeah, big what, deal. What's the big deal here? What was this? Yeah. Uh, why why are we going to the FBI over some emails? Yeah, like like I mean this was just a, a silly chain letter, right? Yeah, like, right. why is this yeah. such a big deal? Like forward this to five people for a blessing today. <laughs> yes. You know, comment amen <laughs> and the Lord will bless you. The emails in question form the cornerstone of a magazine feature Politico ran on Monday on Falwell and Liberty University. The story running under the headline, Someone's Got to Tell the Truth, dug into financial arrangements between the Falwell family, the school, and other entities, and it depicted the university as a dictatorship under Falwell's thumb. Okay. One official at Liberty told Politico, We are not a school. We are a real estate hedge fund. Politico added that several other employees detailed other instances of his behavior that they see as falling short of the standard of conduct that they expect from conservative Christian leaders. From party... <laughs> that is such a... Can you say that for me? Partying? Yes. Okay. Weird, <laughs> that, weird that I can say it easily and you can't. Weird. What's a synonym for par- partying? Oh, there's probably plenty that I can't use. Getting down. Hoedown. Yes. You're having a hoedown. <laughs> from uh, hoeing down at nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a few times. <laughs> to graphically discussing his sex life with other employees. Oh. To electioneering that makes uneasy even those who fondly remember the heyday of the late Reverend Jerry Falwell Sr., the school's founder and Falwell Jr.'s father and his moral majority. Yeah. Reuters this week also published a selection of emails in which Falwell used insulting or disparaging language to describe Liberty University students, staff, and parents to other administrators. I'm not going to dignify the lies that were reported yesterday with a response, Falwell told the AP, but he said that he hired the meanest lawyer in New York to pursue civil cases against sources who shared communication with Politico. Liberty owns every single one of those emails. It is our property. They were working for us when they used our server, Falwell told the AP. Our policies make it clear that every email sent on our server is owned by Liberty, and if anyone shares it with anyone outside of Liberty, that is theft, and that is the underlying crime. Oh, so what a legalistic stance. <laughs> this guy. Surprise, surprise. I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> right. but can you get, I mean, I, I mean, part of me thinks maybe you could. You, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Hillary Clinton, didn't she get in some trouble for, maybe, for emails? <laughs> maybe. Not as much as some think she should have. <laughs> right. You know. I mean, she's still not locked up. So. Well, that's what you got to prove intent, apparently, <laughs> right. from these employees. <laughs> So the real issue here is that he was out drinking, or not drinking, but definitely dancing. But he was at a at a nightclub. I was about to say. Now there have been some photos that have surfaced of yeah. Jerry Falwell Jr. at a Miami nightclub called right. the Wall, right. or just Wall, not the Wailing Wall. <laughs> no, not that Wall. <laughs> no, definitely a nightclub named the Wall in Miami. Now 
I've seen the I've seen the pictures. I don't. I mean, we're living in a digital age where who knows what's real or not. He claims they were photoshopped, but what I will say is the photographer when he was when that when he came out and said that, right? He was like, "No, I've got hundreds of pictures, <laughs> and he's released tons of them." So, oh, well, that's tough for Jerry <laughs> yeah. because, as you were telling me, at the school they don't allow students to dance have co-ed dancing no no co-ed dancing in fact i looked up a little bit of their honor code it said uh, their honor code prohibits premarital sex okay and attending co-ed dances okay uh, visiting members of the opposite sex alone is also prohibited right. billy graham rule we call that one or updated mike pence rule <laughs> um, students are not allowed to consume alcohol or tobacco okay now, it says in 2015, Liberty revised the code to give students the freedom to watch R-rated movies <laughs> and to play video games rated M. Yes. <laughs> in 2017, the curfew policy was changed to permit students age 20 and over to sign out and stay out past curfew. <laughs> so, so, so really the photos that have come out. Of him dancing. <laughs> at a school. Not, and, uh, to me and you, it's not that big a deal. Right. But if but you run a school. But it's a big school, deal for him because of his university. Right. And if you run strict, a school, yeah. Strict code of conduct. And, and you don't allow people to have co-ed dancing. That's not good. Well, maybe he was at a nightclub that they didn't have co-ed dancing. <laughs> maybe it was. You know, maybe it was all, all male dancing. All male dancing. <laughs> Definitely could have been. I mean, does, you know, is that a, I, is that a loophole there? Uh, maybe so. <laughs> I just know that. This sounds like the lamest university <laughs> ever. Yeah. And if I was like, it's like people go there to actually learn or something. Right? Yes. If I was filling out my application for this school and I was like, hey, uh, uh, I heard that, you know, my friend was like, I heard you can't have co ed dancing there. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to apply somewhere else, you know? There's no fun. <laughs> I would have been like, no M rated games. I can't play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Nope. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. out. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, what do they do after a football game? I guess they play chess. They, like, drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> they, and they go to the coffee shop. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. And they discuss theology and church history. I don't I don't know really anything about Liberty other than uh, Kurt Cameron wore a sweatshirt in one of those Christian movies for them and that Hugh Freeze is their head football coach. <laughs> I don't know anything about else about Liberty. <laughs> Which is another whole story in and of itself true yeah right yeah hugh's got a sorted pass (laughs) by the way but they want to win and he's a quality football coach now they're getting drug up and down the field this year but in a few years they might be pretty good if he doesn't go coach tennessee or something if he can get up out of that hospital bed yeah now yeah he did coach the first game from a hospital bed (laughs) i mean not you know some people are saying he's a narcissist he wants people to look at him and not focus on the product on the field but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but anyways, you can't run a university that prohibits kids from dancing, all right? Yes. I mean, like it's footloose in the university setting and then get caught out dancing. Would also like to point out, and I don't know if this is true, but it has been reported that he loaned $1.8 million to a 20-year-old pool boy oh. in Miami okay. trying to get into a a hostile business. Okay. So, all right, one point eight million. That's I'm sure that's chump change to someone like Jerry well, Falwell Jr. I just want to retract everything I said negatively about Liberty <laughs> University, Mr. Falwell. I'm looking to get into the hostile business. <laughs> I only need a small investment of five point three million dollars, <laughs> and we can make this happen. All right. There are no photos 
currently of me dancing <laughs> and um, I'm reformed just like you freeze and I will be a wise steward of your money, sir. So if anyone in our listening audience goes to Liberty yes. or knows someone who yeah. goes to Liberty, we would like to talk. I would love to interview you, and I you would like to in, know, anonymously, yes. by the way. Because I would like if, to know what it's like on the other side of the yeah the Liberty Wall. I'll just say, like, I know college kids. Yeah. All right. I mean, cocaine was illegal when I was in college, and I saw a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I never say well, you I'd, didn't. You didn't go to Liberty University. No, I didn't go to Liberty. <laughs> but I'm saying students have a way to work around, right? right. Yeah. And I never, I didn't do cocaine, just like the way it smelled. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine. I, that's a joke, Ma. Okay, that's just a joke. But uh, so I'm just interested, like if they're like clandestine, like they get together, they put on like the newest whatever Taylor Swift. I can't. I don't know what Baptist music is. The Hillsong United, and they dance together. I I'm sure know. back in the '90s it would have been DC Talk. Yeah, right. which, uh, DC Talk is from there, I think. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah, oh. I think they. I think they went to university. Call in Liberty. Toby Mac. I know you're a huge listener. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear some stories. Yeah. It had to be real strict when his daddy was there. I bet. He's probably coming around doing bed check every night for the whole university. I would like to know what what did people think when they found out you were a Jesus freak. <laughs> but if you do really seriously, if you know anybody that goes there, would love to talk to them. Yes. I just want to ask them. Hey, and I respect you know if you're a better person than I was when I was <laughs> nineteen or whatever, and you're like, hey, I want to go to a school that has good values that's mm-hmm. going to help keep me on the straight and narrow you know because wide is the gate that leads to hell right <laughs> yes. and narrow is the gate all right i got all that so if you're that person that's fine i completely understand i would love to just talk to you also if you're the person who goes there and like hey me and my bros like to smoke a little doobie every once in a while <laughs> we roll around i'd like to know about that too you know i just like to see both sides of it I would like to know if y'all really do have a stained glass window of Donald Trump or if that was just a, a mean Photoshop I saw on the internet forums. Yeah, Trump's huge there. That's where he gave us big two Corinthians speech. <laughs> two Corinthians, yes. Yes, because he, he loves Jesus. that's Everybody where it's at. That. It's the right. whole ball game. Yeah, that's right. That's it. My favorite books, the Bible. Yep. Yes. Yep. Love two Corinthians. Well, anyways, if you go to Liberty, please. Just email us or, or call us or something and let us know what it's like. You know, it's all I want to do. That's all I want to talk about. You know, is it like going to school under the Taliban rule or, <laughs> or what? You know, I'm, I know it's not as bad as the University of Alabama. We're always in like the top five for worst party in school or right. best party in school, depending on which way you look at it. I bet you Liberty's like bottom of that list. Well, I will say that if you go to Liberty University and you find out that you can't co-ed dance and you can't play well, I guess you can play M-rated video yeah, games now. Now, now. Yeah. you just recently can watch R-rated movies. Right? Is How did not... they watch Passion of the Christ? By the way, wasn't it R-rated? No, he squeaked by with PG-13. No, no, I take that back. It was yes, it was R-rated. Okay, you're right. Maybe that's why they changed it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I would like to go on record that I've never seen Passion of the Christ. Really? I read the book. I already know. I don't need to see the movie. I already read the book. Good point. Okay. Yeah, I've but never, I went, never watched it. No. But I was just going to say that uh, I think Liberty University, that's kind of, is that not false advertising? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Not a lot of Liberty. No, no. It's Liberty in Christ, Donnie. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's be clear about that. Well, let's move on here. 
to a story Todd sent me. And by the way, Todd and his wife both found me on Twitter. <laughs> they said they had a contest to see who could find me first, and she beat him by just a bit. Or maybe he beat her. I don't remember. I'd have to look back. But one of them found me first, and the other one right after found me. So Camelot is crumbling, John. I know. I know. I'm up to six followers. It's <laughs> so much pressure. So much pressure. Um, here we go. This comes from iHeartMedia. And it says, uh, chimpanzee on the loose in Texas is harassing people and trying to take cats. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's trying to take cats. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I'm interested to find out what a chimpanzee wants with a, a bunch of cats. Maybe to eat it. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> a chimpanzee is on the loose in rural Texas and is reportedly terrorizing locals, harassing their dogs, and even attempting to take cats. The chimp was first spotted on September 9th, and officials have been unable to capture it. Chimps are crafty, you know? Yeah. This further supports my Bigfoot theory, <laughs> right? That you can't, I mean, they're crafty. Santa Fe police and Galveston County authorities used a drone to try and track the primate, but caught off the extensive search before they could locate it. They have called in a team of primate experts to help them find the runaway chimp. Now, do we not just pile up bananas out in the open field and <laughs> yeah. wait till it comes around, put a tranquilizer dart in it? Maybe you pile up some cats. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's true. <laughs> Officials have not been able to determine who owns the chimpanzee or how it ended up in Santa Fe. In Texas, you can own a chimpanzee. Of course you can own a chimpanzee in Texas. I mean, because, even, of, because of freedom. That's right, because of freedom. <laughs> Uh, but must have a wildlife diversity permit, which is issued by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. Authorities have contacted all the permit holders in the area, but none of them reported their animals were missing. Of course not. <laughs> I was about to say, if, if yours is missing, yeah, you're like, hey. you probably don't want to live. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's in the cage out there. No, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't let you see it right now, but it's in the cage. Authorities have warned residents not to approach the wild animal and to call animal control if they see it. The safety of residents and the animal are top priority. Please allow the primate team to do their job, and please keep phone lines free in order to, for us to take verifiable reports, said the Animal Services website. Hmm. So I'm thinking in Texas, all you got to do is be like, somebody shoot this chimpanzee, <laughs> and it'll get shot sooner or later, right? <laughs> right? If it's terrorizing people? Probably. Chimps are no joke. Like We think they're lovable. They will rip your face off. Yeah. You remember that lady who got her face ripped off yes. by the chimp? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they get older, they're hard to handle. They're really yeah. cute when they're young, like BJ and the Bear and all that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that TV show, or is that too dated of a reference? I don't remember BJ and the Bear. Oh, BJ and a Bear. BJ drove a, a semi-truck, and he had a monkey with him named Bear, after Bear Bryant, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, and they rode around and got into trouble. Okay. So it's BJ and the Bear. I got you. Yeah, so the Bear was the monkey, I think. Maybe BJ was a monkey. Maybe I got it all mixed well, up. Michael Jackson had a chimp named he Bubbles. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. And I don't think he ripped anyone's face off, though. On the show Friends, they had like a little capuchin monkey. It wasn't a chimp, though, yeah. until it was like they don't have the humping everything. And they, they were like, well, I don't want to work with this thing anymore. <laughs> they, right? they don't have the strength. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're little. You the can punt has. one of them. A chimp will take your leg off. Yes. Yeah. So there's a wild chimp on the loose. And I just imagine in Texas, it would be easy to get it killed. You know, yeah. I mean, it can't be that hard. I mean, not that we don't want it to be killed. I'm not advocating for chimp murder, but 
I would rather that happen than someone get their face ripped off. Right. Yeah. We're going to snatch up a little kid. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. I think I'd drag a kid off in the woods in a heartbeat. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You take a drag a kid off, comes back, it's like Mowgli, you know, like walking <laughs> yes. all funny and stuff. Might be cool, though. <laughs> now that I think about it, you a chimp kid, I'd like to recruit him for Alabama, see what he can do. I still don't know why he's after the cats. I, I mean, maybe he thinks cats are cool or tasty or something. I don't know. Chimps are omnivores, right? I want to make a joke so bad. <laughs> Got a little bit of Trump in him. They said his name was Trump. He's trying to grab all the cats. <laughs> yeah, I just think you can kill a, a chimp pretty easily, yeah. I would imagine, you know, with a you know, 30 odd six on the scope. People or, in Texas, cover your face and growing. So, <laughs> yes. Right. Look out. Just put some bananas out. That's all we got to do. I don't want to be a problem solver for everybody's problems, but that's really all we got to do. Right. Just throw some bananas out in the field and get a big net or whatever and, mm-hmm. and catch it. I don't know. You don't want two of them to get loose, start breeding, and then you got a real chimp problem. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm just saying. And then you got little foot. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, our next story here, a school is sorry for, they've had to apologize for a writing exercise oh. that they asked their students to do. Okay. This is an English school. Uh, this is GCSE at Cheney School in Headington, Oxford. They were set the task as part of studying J.B. Priestley's and Inspector Calls. Okay. One mother branded the exercise, which invited teenagers to adopt the persona of a young woman in 1912, a massive fail. In a statement, the school said that it was very sorry for any distress it caused. The mom, who was asked not to be named, said that she felt uncomfortable and uneasy and genuinely shocked when her child told her about the writing task. Now, I'm assuming you're not familiar with uh, an inspector calls. No, I hadn't. I hadn't read it. But just from what I've said so far, what do you think the writing assignment is that is so controversial and the school has had to apologize for? I'm probably just like... Uh you know, investigating some sort of like heinous crime. I can see how a true crime writing assignment could be a little controversial. Right. Yeah. But... You know, like right about the semen samples you found and all that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, the writing assignment was for the kids to write a suicide note. Okay. A suicide note. Yeah. All right. Imagine, imagine well, Libby comes home from school and her teacher said that she has to come home and write a suicide note. <laughs> I would write a great one. I would help her write <laughs> he probably, one of the best. You probably got one on file. <laughs> I've drafted a few over the years. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. But uh, no, that's unacceptable. You can't do that. <laughs> that's horrible. These aren't elementary kids, though, right? These got to be like middle or high. I would schoolers. imagine these are these are upper age. Yeah, you want to get them when they're already emotionally conflicted before <laughs> you <laughs> sow the seeds of suicide, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this woman (laughs) who has a relative who once attempted suicide wrote a concerned letter to the school's head of English. Speaking to the BBC, she added, I genuinely feel it could be done well to raise awareness of teen mental health and suicide, but this was a massive fail. It is a tumultuous time for them as teenagers. The events of the 1945 play, which is a GCSE set text. I have, don't know what that means. Sadie, if you're out there, tell yeah, us what that that's means. That's probably like a core curriculum or something. <laughs> yeah. Part of the curriculum. They go over it every year. But it says that uh, they are set in motion after the character of Eva Smith dies. She leaves behind a letter and a diary, but is never seen in the play. In a statement, the school said that the suicide note exercise was part of a wider topic on social responsibility. 
Oh, it that said, could have played that better. <laughs> it would have been mental health awareness. would probably been the best thing to do. It said it was delivered sensitively, and the students who found it distressing could excuse themselves from the lesson. Well, I would have excused myself just so I didn't have yeah, to Yeah, right. It. Exactly. That's <laughs> standard. I can get out of this. It doesn't affect my grade. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yes. Yeah. No, this is disturbing. Too Real sensitive. disturbing, sir. <laughs> so sensitive. I can't possibly participate in this. The writing task has been reviewed and adjusted accordingly. It said, but stated that the curriculum has to address many difficult issues. We will always look to reflect on our teaching and practice learning to make improvements that it it added. So, I mean, really, no one saw that coming. No one saw that as controversial before. Well, that's what I think. Like it was assigned. I don't know how it works in England, but. You know, here you pretty much have to turn in lesson plans and stuff like that. You'd think somebody scanning them would be like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Professor Tiny, uh, we don't need to do the suicide note exercise with our kids. These are high school kids, not yeah. college kids. Right. Yeah. Not that it's really a great assignment for college Just, kids either. Right. Really a touchy subject, and we don't want to trigger anybody's emotions or anything. So maybe we find a different thing for them to write about. We want right. to encourage writing and critical thinking. Um, um, those are two very useful skills, but we are not going to do a write your own suicide note exercise. You know? yes. <laughs> Somebody. If anything, we're going to assign them to write about all the reasons they yeah. enjoy life. Yeah, right. Like yes. all the reasons they should right. hang on. Yeah. Or how would you feel if you were connected to this person who died in the play? Right. You know, like, would you feel you know, abandonment from them or any of the other issues that you could feel when someone you love committed suicide. Mm -hmm. There would have been a much more healthier topic to write about, right? (laughs) And still could have accomplished the same goal. So it's good to know that they have idiots running their education system (laughs) over there just like we do here. You know, that's just good to know. Good to hear. You just got to think this through a little bit better. And I can get how that would sound like a pretty decent idea. On the surface, right. you know, hey, this whole subject or play is about a, a lady or person who left behind a suicide note in a diary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's tap into that. But, Until Monday of the next week rolls around and you're like, hey, where's uh, yeah. where's little Johnny? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I thought, is he under the weather? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he killed himself, left a really well-written suicide note. <laughs> Would he still get an A? You know? <laughs> terrible i know it is terrible <laughs> it's fun but yeah <laughs> I, I would hope but if like the last line of suicide note was mom and dad please turn this in to professor tiny <laughs> yeah <laughs> suicide is not a laughing matter by the way and <laughs> we're laughing at it right. but it's not funny i'm laughing at the assignment yes. okay if you're out there and you're listening to us and you are maybe considering committing suicide i just we- want to tell you right now don't i love you We have a writing assignment here on the Earth Oddity Podcast. Our writing assignment is to go to your computer, Mm -hmm. open up your email app, and draft a note to earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yes. And we want you to write about all the reasons you have to not kill yourself. Exactly. And we want you to write about how it makes you feel to know that we love you and that we appreciate you. Yeah. And then you just fire that off to us, and we will read it and respond. Right. And we thank you for you listening to the podcast. Right. And as someone who flirts with depression on a regular basis, uh, <laughs> I would just like to tell you that you have a place in the world, yes. and you have a purpose in the world, and you are worthwhile, 
And even though things seem really crappy, it doesn't mean they're always going to be really crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've had a really crappy run here lately, but I'm coming out of it. So that's good. You know, as and, you have said, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Absolutely. Right. Yes, exactly. Couldn't sum it up any better myself. You did. That is from you. So. Oh, I know. I stole it from somebody <laughs> else, though. <laughs> this is Earth Oddity. Um, Well, let's move on here to an update on our story from last week. You may remember last week, not only did we interview Mike Pence, but we (laughs) talked about a story with a vegan who rescued 16 rabbits from a farmer, ended up getting shot in the face, right? (laughs) Okay. Rescued, stolen. Yeah, depending on how you look at it. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) Well, we have an update to this. Uh, The headline reads, Vegan activists who rescued 16 rabbits killed nearly 100 in the process. Oh, no. (laughs) So this is kind of like a Noah's Ark story, okay? (laughs) Um, Whoops. (laughs) A vegan activist in Spain who claimed to have been attacked by an angry mob last week after she rescued 16 rabbits from their farm, wound up causing the death of nearly 100 baby bunnies in the process, a report says. Baby bunnies? Oh, they were baby bunnies. They were so cute. Little furballs. So cute. The activist who goes by the name Mythical Mia, we only called her Mia last (laughs) week. I didn't know it was Mythical Mia on social media. Mythical Mia, way better. She conducted the uh, rescue mission at a farm in Spain last Sunday. Um, five rabbits, which were pregnant and about to give birth, were killed during the chaotic retrieval, and several others were left with broken spines, the paper report, citing an assessment from a local veterinarian. <laughs> a number of rabbits that Mythical Mia, a Barcelona-based activist, took that day were said to have been pregnant or lactating. Their offspring included an estimated 90 bunnies, which had to be euthanized after being abandoned, according to La Vanguardia, which is a a Spanish news outlet. Cute little baby bunnies. The mama bunnies that got left behind but survived were reportedly forced to have abortions. (laughs) So now you're getting the Baptists involved. Okay. Uh, Mia, whose real name is unknown, posted a video on her Instagram page last week documenting the bloody aftermath of her rabbit rescue um, where she said, this is what just happened to us. Look, I'm documenting the whole thing. I'm covered in blood. This is what the farmers have done. They shot through our window and chased us down the motorway. Oh, my God. I'm literally covered in blood. Also, like say he's my God, too, lady. <laughs> the woman, who sounds British, has been posting information on her Instagram page about rabbit farming, uh, and she provided an update on the rescued rabbits, confirming that she had to leave thousands of mothers and babies behind. These are the 16 lucky ones, Mia said. Mm -hmm. After actions like this, we get to go home, but for them, there is no way out. We only managed to find a home for 16 beforehand, so had to leave the thousands of mothers and babies behind. Tragedy. Tragic. Uh, They will be trapped inside those cages for their entire lives. Their only escape is when they are shipped off to a slaughterhouse to be murdered for their flesh and fur. Don't forget their feet. Rabbit's feet are huge <laughs> in Gatlinburg. Huge in Gatlinburg. Yeah. 
Uh, there are people around the world who have no idea what Gatlinburg is, but it's like a white southern paradise, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like where white people go uh, for whatever. I've been there my whole life, every just about every year on vacation. Went there on my honeymoon, by the way. That's how white it is. I went there on my honeymoon. It's this retreat up in the Smoky Mountains. Smoky yeah, which Mountains. Is, yeah, part Smoky of the Mountains. Appala- right. Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. And you go there, and they have, you know, restaurants. It's like a watch, tourist place. You can watch saltwater taffy get made. It's exciting as that sounds. Yes. It's you so can, exciting. You can feed the bears. That's right. You can go to Dollywood. Oh, yeah. Which is like a... Dolly Parton's theme park, yes. by the way. Just point that out. You can ride the ski lift up the side of one of the mountains. That's right. You yep. can... Oh, you can get on up into Obergatlinburg, where yep. you can ski on fake snow. They got a an aquarium there now. Oh yeah, got a. They got aquarium. a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum there. Yes, they've got tons of old hillbilly mini golf. Right, places. you want to you want to get your family's name burned into a like a piece wood of plaque. wood. They can do that for you <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Don't forget to pick you up a Chinese sword oh, yeah. <laughs> at the old oh, smoky right. knife Butter, <laughs> butterfly knife. Store. knife. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, and maybe a few throwing stars. <laughs> With or without Robert E. Lee embossed on the side. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna see a few <laughs> rebel flag uh, accessories that you can buy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that's Gatlinburg in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I went romantically on my honeymoon. <laughs> and okay? that's where those rabbit feet get shipped off oh, to, yeah, to yeah. be made into keychains. You'll be made into keychains. Sometimes personalized keychains. <laughs> that's right. You can find one with your name on it. They'll be dyed in any color of the rainbow. Probably find one dyed in a rebel flag pattern if you want to. <laughs> it don't matter what your name is. You can get one that's Shania. You can get one yes. that's Jebediah. Oh, yeah. You can get one that's Cletus. <laughs> they got them Don't all. matter. It they got matter. them. Gatlinburg is such a weird place. <laughs> you know, it really is when you think about it. Like, we just all decided to go to this, like, town in the middle of the mountains and and just hang out and what? watch them make taffy and walk around and just spend money on crap, you know? Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the reason we decided to go there is because that's where Dolly Parton's from? Well, she she's from is, Pigeon Forge. She's she? from Severeville. Oh, okay. Which is like well, right that's, out. That's, that's right all the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's all yeah. the same thing. Right. Yeah. But that's where she's from. Now, it wasn't always Dollywood. It used to be Silver Dollar City. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. You're right. And then yeah. Dolly bought it mm-hmm. and turned it in. So, you know, to her theme park or whatever yeah. where I, they celebrate Dolly Parton. So. Don't miss out on the Dixie Stampede. Oh, yeah. It's like oh, medieval yeah. times, but it's a rodeo instead With of sword fighting. It's Civil War rodeo. <laughs> it's Civil War point rodeo. That out. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. You get to choose which side you root for, by the way. <laughs> and we, sometimes the South wins. Sometimes they do. <laughs> so, not every time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then uh, at the very end, uh, Dolly Parton sings a song about how we, we, can- oh, we all love each other. That's now. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The country Dolly heals the wounds <laughs> yes. of her great national nightmare. All <laughs> as you're eating a chicken leg with your bare hands yeah. and and she comes out and performs. And it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Like, I kind of want to go right now. Just saying it out loud. You know, like imagine what people in New Zealand are thinking right now. Like they're like, yes. people pay money to do this? And like, yeah, yeah, no, we do. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to go yeah. right now. Yeah, I went to the Christmas Dixie Stampede um, last year when we went up there with Deidre's family. So it was, yeah. uh, it was amazing. 
It's so good. I've always wanted to be one of the guys that gets called down. Oh yeah, to right. To do like the, the yeah. activity or whatever. Yes. And then take my victory lap uh-huh. if I win. Yeah. Which I would because oh. amazing. Oh, I would. I would ham it up so much. <laughs> I would just ham it up. I remember they had a. They were going to have them ride horses, like have a horse race. Yeah. But they gave these two people like stick horses. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a big. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's a bigger seen that one before. Yeah. And then when when the guy won, he's like, "All right, take your." victory lap and the guy ran around he was like i was just kidding you didn't really have to do that (laughs) no i would definitely do it you would not stop me from taking a victory lap i don't know how we got to gatlinburg (laughs) rabbit's feet yeah but i would say if you're a white person in the south and you haven't been to gatlinburg i would like for you to call in this show you know (laughs) i just i just want to talk to you and see why you haven't been there yet (laughs) right and uh, our honeymoon cabin that we stayed in got burned down in the big forest fire up there, so we can never mm, go back and bummer. revisit it. Surprised it didn't catch on fire when we were there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the article goes on to say that attempts to reach Mia, since all of this came out, that all these other rabbits have died as a result of her rescue slash theft, yes. have been unsuccessful. She's bummer. been dark. Yeah. Well, John, vaping. Okay. Vaping is terrible. Vaping is horrible. I don't know if you know this. Our kids could be vaping. Oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. There's yeah. a mysterious illness that has been linked to vaping. That's I right. I think it's killed five people. Right. And now there's a North Alabama school that has removed bathroom stall doors to combat okay. vaping. Now, I told you earlier when you were telling me about this story that when I was in middle school, we had no stall doors either. Huh. And that's why I no longer poop in public. <laughs> well, maybe. You have one time with like every guy in your grade <laughs> yes. pointing and laughing at you while you're just stuck there and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. You'll never do it again. I will not take that risk. <laughs> a Lauderdale County High School is taking a unique approach to dealing with teens smoking and vaping Ooh. in the bathrooms. Oh. This week, they, tore, they took the doors right off the bathroom stalls. Man. Administrators say that students at Wilson High School are breaking the rules by sneaking vapes into the school. Okay. To help students from vaping, some doors have been removed from the boys' bathrooms. All right. It's a trend sweeping the nation, especially in America's youth, that e-cigarettes, also known as e-cigs, Vapes and e-hookahs are a big problem in schools. I didn't even know they made e-hookahs. I guess they do. My my interest is peaked. (laughs) Teachers, staff, and students at Wilson High School are seeing and smelling the problem right inside the walls. Oh, yeah. Now... Cotton candy. I was about to say, if I was one of the students, I would just say, I brought cotton candy air freshener to school. Yeah, of course. And that's what you're smelling. At Taco Bell last night, brought my Glade (laughs) cotton candy in here. Two weeks ago, a scary and dangerous situation happened to a student vaping in a bathroom. Principal Gary Horton says that one of the students was found passed out in a stall after vaping. Again, are we sure he was vaping or was he passed out from something else? Well, you can vape weed. Yeah, you can. I mean, I've heard. I've yeah. never done it. <laughs> Can't you vape CBD, too? If I you just possibly. got some problem with your joints. <laughs> probably. I don't know. But It's like if you got problem with your joints and maybe you are dyslexic and you have problems with anxiety. <laughs> right. And you have Parkinson's disease. <laughs> CBD's You need to get CBD oil yes. because it fixes all of it. All that. of it at once. And it'll make you smarter and help you remember things, too. Right. 
Yes, and there's a Baptist lady somewhere that will sell it to you as part of her <laughs> multi-level marketing thing. But you have to sign up to be a distributor, too, to get the discount. Right. Right? But why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, right. You'd be a fool <laughs> not to. I got you. Anyway, he says that every day a student is sneaking off to the bathroom to vape. Horton says to stop students from taking smoke breaks, the best solution was to remove some of the stall doors in the boys' bathroom. Okay. Some parents don't agree with his discipline. The girls not vape. I feel like this is <laughs> n- not fair. Not fair. Yeah. Okay. Just I don't say. know. All right. I haven't seen the statistics. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, quote, me as a parent, personally, I think that's a little excessive, says Brian Campbell. I don't like it. They take their only private place in the school that they can do their business, says Rachel Munsey. Some parents believe the school could have come up with a better solution. Bad vaping problem, then you need spotters in the bathroom. You need someone adult to go in there to make sure that no one is vaping. That makes perfect sense. Right. All right, teacher, you're this period. You get like the nerd. The guy in school that nobody likes, and you give them the hall monitor you sash. Give, you don't give that to job to a kid. No, that's a teacher job, yeah. you know, because every kid's going to lie. Horton says that the removal of the stall doors could be temporary as they work to figure out other solutions to students from vaping in bathrooms. He would not address why it wasn't done in other bathrooms. So here we go. The, right. the ladies' bathroom. Yeah. Girls just in there vaping away. <laughs> yes. Like it ain't nothing. Well, see, they can probably come out of the bathroom and say, well, that's just my, yeah, my, 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 my candy-scented yeah. yeah. hand sanitizer right. that you're yes. smelling. I sprayed on weed perfume. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have hemp perfume. It's new. Yeah. You don't know about O'Day. Hip. <laughs> so well, there you go. Uh, no more vaping in the bathroom yeah. in North Alabama schools. Well, probably some better ways to handle that. But I'm glad to know that the kids will still be able to sneak their handguns in. So <laughs> yes. that's pretty good. That's good news for the Second Amendment. Uh, that'll be great. But yeah, you know, whatever. I, I don't really care if they take the stall doors off. I don't know why we never had any stall doors at Fett County Middle School, what the reasoning was. Right. But it never really bothered us that much. I just learned to not poop at school. You know, like a like a normal human. You do all that stuff at home, at home base, all right? And I know we need to get on with our podcast, but I, what I like to, I like, I'd kind of like to bring up something real quick. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who's maybe just a tad bit skeptical of all the... Stay woke. It's going to kill our children. No. Talk that we're hearing about. No, don't. I'm. People listen. I personally, I do not smoke. I do not vape. Big time vapor. (laughs) He's lying. He's got a vape pen in his hand right now. (laughs) I do not have a dog in the fight. But that said, I feel like a lot of the information we're seeing about vaping, not saying it's good for you, but I do think some of this information could be coming from tobacco companies. Maybe. Because they're cutting in on their profits. Right. Also, last I heard, five people have have died being linked to vaping. And that's a terrible, horrible thing. Right. How many people do cigarettes kill? (laughs) 480,000 a year. Right. And I also heard that the five that died had bought their cartridges or whatever from like less than reputable sources. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. You know, so who knows what they're putting in there. You need to go to a quality smoke shop. Yeah, like your standard sit-go has exactly (laughs) what you need in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I know that vaping's like become a problem. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, with with kids doing it or whatever, I guess they see it as less harmless as cigarettes. Probably easier to hide than 
you know, having a pack of smokes and a lighter and smelling like a, you know, tobacco farm when you come home at <laughs> right. night. So, you know, I can understand the, um, the outcry to do something about it. I just don't know that we outright ban it. And I don't know that taking doors off of stalls are going to do anything to prevent mm-hmm. people from doing it either. And I also feel like the real problem is that our, you know, current generation of vapors are the guinea pigs yeah. of the vape industry. True. Like we will find out in decades of research, medical research, whether it really is bad yeah. for you or not. The problem is we just don't know yet. Yeah, well, but that said, I will say that as someone just walking down the sidewalk, I would so much, I love walking by somebody who's like vaping right. their cotton candy vape. Yeah. Cause cigarette smoke to me personally stinks. It, it gives me a headache. I cannot stand the smell of cigarette smoke. You can vape around me all day long Dumbass. and it's just going to make me hungry. It's going to make me want to go get some candy, <laughs> well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'd like to say they're going to figure out sooner or later what the medical repercussions of it is. But I would say just common sense would say if you're inhaling something into your lungs other than air, probably not the best thing in the world. Right. You know, let's just, I'm no doctor, but it's probably not (laughs) going to be the best for you. Yeah. It may not be as bad as cigarettes. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know what you do about it. I just think that like you, some of this hysteria is like the way to get it banned right. because all the baby boomers out there are going to latch onto it because it's something millennials are doing <laughs> and they hate millennials <laughs> yes. and they're going to create this hysteria and then they'll end up banning it whether we know it's truly harmful or not. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. And I will say that, uh, again, I would prefer just as someone who's, who, who doesn't do either one, I'd much rather walk by a vapor than yeah. a smoker. Yeah, I agree with that. God. Mainly because sm- smoking doesn't bother me. You can smoke and blow cigarette smoke in my face. It doesn't bother me at all. Right. But my wife hates it. Oh, she hates it <laughs> so much. So if I, like, go in a convenience store mm-hmm. and somebody's smoking in there, when I get home eight hours later, she's like, you smell like cigarettes. Yep. Because <laughs> she's got, like, a superhuman nose. All right. Let's move on to our next story, which is a little bit sensitive. If you have kids, you may not want to let them listen to this. It comes to us from WMAR2news.com. This is in Baltimore. And um, the headline reads, Loud sex mistaken for fight leads to gunshots at a Days Inn hotel. Huh. Yeah. Now, see, this is one of those stories you never hear about the negative effects of loud sex. Right. And this is one of those stories. Well, yeah, I'm I'm surprised Dieter and I hadn't gotten shot yet. Um, Police responded for a fight inside a hotel room. Then it turned out it was just two women having loud sex. Oh, wow. Two women. But women always talking anyway. (laughs) It ended with a security guard getting shot at. That's what charging documents say. Happened Monday afternoon. Oh, in the afternoon. A little afternoon delight (laughs) at the Days Inn Hotel in the 8700 block of Lock Raven Boulevard in Towson. It all started when two clerks working at the front desk of the hotel got a call from one of the rooms. During the call, the worker reportedly heard two people fighting in the background, prompting the on-duty security guard to call police. Hmm. Arriving officers spoke with two women who were supposedly in the room when the commotion was heard. Each told police they were not fighting, but were having sex. (laughs) 
Well, some sometimes that's a fine line. True, you know? right? Yeah, depending on who they are and what you're into. and what their tastes are. Right. <laughs> yes. uh, at the request of the security officer, police ordered the women to pack up and leave the hotel. One of the women thought she left a cell phone in the room, and at which point an officer escorted her back to look for it. When they returned, the other woman, 34-year-old Allison Daltrey, had gone into the lobby and began to argue with the hotel staff. Huh. According to the guard, Daltrey pulled out a handgun and pointed it at him. The guard then tried to take the gun away and wrestled Daltrey to the ground, causing the gun to fire and strike a door frame in the lobby. Meanwhile, a Baltimore County police officer was outside, feet away, heading back to his patrol car when he heard the gunshot. The officer came inside to find Daltrey being restrained by the guard and arrested her. Police wrote in the charging documents that surveillance footage shows Daltrey entering the lobby, getting into an altercation with the guard, and later pulling out a gun. Mm. In an interview with police, Daltrey says the guard hit her first, at which point she alleges to have taken her purse and swung it at the guard, which caused the gun to fall out and fire. Okay, well, what does the video say? I don't know. Daltrey <laughs> admitted to police that the gun was hers and she bought it in North Carolina. No one was struck during the incident, but according to police, the security guard had to be taken to the hospital after being bitten by Daltrey during the argument. Dead gum! Daltrey is currently being held without bond on multiple charges, including attempted second-degree murder, first- and second-degree assault, and gun crimes. You know, if a hotel asks you to leave... You I just sleep. feel like you should just go. Yeah, especially if the police are there. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I can understand getting a little like, fired up. If in it's what the universe is pulling a gun going to make the situation better? No, none at all. You know? None at all. And I have my doubts about their original story anyways. <laughs> okay. So all you right. think really they maybe really were fighting. Well, or because it says somebody called from the room and they heard two other people fighting, right? Right. So my thought is maybe these ladies were... Ladies of the night or something. I don't know. And there was an issue and someone called the front desk and before anybody could get down the issue person, maybe what some would call a pimp left (laughs) and then they were asked to leave and that was their story. Now, is that your take as a private investigator? Yes. Yes. And with many encounters with prostitutes in my life. That's exactly what's happening. I'm kidding. I've never, ever paid for sex, unless you count buying this house. So, yes. All right. Which is this in Deidre's name anyway. She paid me. I can't afford it. I just go without. That's right. Too broke. Too broke. Oh, well, John, this last story. Uh, I am not going to read the headline okay because i want you to just experience the story i want you to imagine yourself Mm -hmm. present as this is going on i'm ready anastasia is expecting her boyfriend sergey to be waiting for her when her flight arrives at saint petersburg airport but when she lands he texts her to say that due to unforeseen work commitments a friend will be picking her up instead so so far you know That happens. Right. Okay, later, as Anastasia is approaching her apartment building in the friend's car, a minibus with blacked-out windows screeches into their path. Okay. Armed men in masks jump out, and they take her and her friend away. They they throw them in the the minibus, and they screech off. All right. Anastasia is led to the back of the car that she was traveling in, and then the men begin rifling through her things. 
and then they discover a small packet full of white powder. Oh, that so, happens. <laughs> yes. As she was in Florida. Surrounded by men clad in black special ops uniforms, a female plainclothes detective turns to her and says, you're suspected of supplying banned substances. Okay. You know, again, this happens. Right, yeah. But the color in Anastasia's face swiftly drains away, and she says, You must be mistaken. That's not mine, she says. Standard. Not mine. We hear that all the time. That's right. Okay. Not mine. Well, then whose is it? Enough of the games that a man barks. Just like to remind Anastasia (laughs) that she has the right to remain silent. (laughs) The questions continue. Until a man, he opens up another packet to reveal a small pink box. And he says, what is this? Oh, no. No idea, she replies, her voice, you know, breaking. Of course. Suddenly, the man gets down on one knee, rips off his mask, and shouts, marry me. It's Sergey. Hate it. And it turns out that he's the only one here who actually works in law enforcement. The others work for an, quote, extreme proposal service. Hate it. Part of an industry established in Russia in recent years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so she's in St. Petersburg, Russia. Makes sense with the names. Still hate it, by the way. Did you know I hate? Stuff like this? I didn't. Okay. But, Uh, I mean, it's very John Long. It doesn't surprise me. I am (laughs) anti-extreme proposals. You know? Yeah. I hate them. I hate all the, like, we got to make signs to ask our girlfriend to the prom stuff, all (laughs) this stuff to ask somebody to marry you. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to just, like, sacking up and getting on a knee and telling your woman you love her and she's the only woman you ever want to be with for the rest of your life. Well, because you got to put her on the spot. You, you gotta, give her like a near about heart attack. You got to make a scene so that she won't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that point. But I still hate this stuff. I told Dieter the other night, because, you know, it was like homecoming or something at the local high school here. Yeah. And everybody's posting pictures of all their boys with their little, will you go to homecoming with me, like gags and posters and stuff. And I was like, Dieter, if Thomas ever asked somebody (laughs) to the prom or to homecoming like this, I'm going to be so disappointed (laughs) in him. And she's like, well, that's just what they do now. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't do it. They should be grown men and ask them and use their words, you know? Well, let me ask you this. Maybe I can, maybe I can change your mind. Extreme proposals, they can cost as little as 700 ruples. You know what getting on your knee costs? (laughs) Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Except the cost of the ring. But, but I mean, I mean, you need somebody there to put a gun in your face, right? No. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm, I, I can't tell you how much I hate it. Anyway, well, 700 ruples, that translates to about uh, 1050 and that's for a half hour. $10.50. <laughs> it includes a photo session with a member of the security forces, but it can go all the way up to around 60,000 ruples, which is about 900 bucks for a full security forces show. <sighs> This is if you really want to give her the third degree, just like give her a heart attack. That's yes, you know? right. Have her locked up for 24 hours. <laughs> Waiting on her lawyer. And then you walk in as the lawyer. And you're like, I think I can get you off, but you have to marry but me. you have to marry me. <laughs> I'm just curious, like ladies, ladies of the earth oddity universe. Yes. Okay. And there are many. I get fan mail all the time. Uh, just let me know, like, 
do you think it's li- as lame as I do? <laughs> or do y'all think it's like cool that some guy does all this just to ask you to marry you because he can't get in touch with his emotions enough to actually use words and tell you how much he means to you? I would just like to know what they think, yeah. like what females throughout the world think. Because I'm thinking about maybe getting a team of special ops soldiers to, <laughs> you know, zip tie arrest my wife and throw her in the back of a van and drive her to some weird place so I can tell her I love her. <laughs> did you did you do anything crazy for your proposal? No, I didn't. It was just, uh, I, you know, you're probably going to think that this is crazy too. But, uh, <laughs> me and Tara, we started talking about marriage and actually started planning the marriage. And mm-hmm. she even picked out a ring technically before i asked her to marry oh. me so there was no you know oh she already had you roped in She's i guess like, so <laughs> Dieter didn't pick out her ring i was like oh, i'm buying it i'm picking it out <laughs> you know everybody's like well how do you know if she likes it like, i don't i don't care i'm buying the ring i like because yeah. i'm giving it to her you know this is a gift from me which i told her if you ever leave me i'm getting this ring back it's on loan you know as long as we're together you can have this engagement <laughs> ring as soon as you leave me that ring's coming back to me you know cuz i want to need it for the next lady exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> i got options all right just let everybody know but yeah uh, I, I don't know i I just, I just think it's so lame right and i all did and i did so we went to where we went on our first date after our first date was to the prom, you know, and then after the prom, we went up to the private school where we, you know, kiss a little bit on the mouth. We weren't Liberty University <laughs> students. So years later, we go back and uh, and I we go up there and I was going to take some pictures and I just got down on my knee and asked her to marry me. You know, hey, this is where it all began and this is where the next chapter begins. Mm-hmm. And I love you more than life, and I can't live without you. And she, of course, said yes because I'm a stone cold stud. And um, she'd be crazy not to. Yeah, exactly. You think she's gonna find somebody better than me? And uh, and it worked out pretty well. So I would like to show you this picture of Anastasia here and her boyfriend Sergey. Okay. She looks so relieved she that she's not going she to does. prison for 10 years. She does. She looks like she's <laughs> worth about $10.50 and not being able to like fully communicate your emotions. <laughs> so anyway, the article goes on to talk about, apparently this is a thing in mm-hmm. Russia now. The headline that I didn't read for you earlier was Freeze and Marry Me, Russians Who Propose at Gunpoint. Wow. This is from that's the, cold-blooded. This is from the BBC. So. But people do go all out. And that's like, a, it's become, a, I guess it's like an age thing. And maybe I'm just a grumpy old man and, you know, like y'all get off my lawn or whatever. <laughs> and I don't understand it anymore. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious of what ladies think. Like, do you want some dude to like hang glide in and with fireworks and everything else? My only well, even that, the thing that makes this so weird to me is the violence, the right. physical yeah, no. threats made yes, here. Right. Planting drugs on her. <laughs> I mean, you plant drugs on her, she thinks she's going to prison. She's been arrested by a special forces squad. Yeah. And before yeah. like one of the dudes is like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just need you to marry me. What if she like went nuts and like pulled out a pistol, like shot a few of them, like bails out the back of the van and takes off running? Like secretly, she really was a, a yeah, drug smuggler. Like, she's she's like, you're t- never taking me alive. Right? <laughs> now that would have been a story right there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No!
All right, we want to thank our sponsor, the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blue Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at www.cajuncurl.com. You can order the spice there and the Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on anything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, rabbit, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The Spiral Potato Cutter is easy to use, and it's absolutely amazing. It's easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next proposal up a notch... (laughs) There's no need to get Special Forces involved. Right. Imagine whipping up a batch of your homemade potato chips, hiding her little engagement ring down in there, <laughs> handing them to her, letting her eat, get her full, and then she finds that, a cage, that Cajun curl engagement ring, and you drop down on one knee and ask her to be your bride for forever. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> She's definitely going to say yes. On their website, you can not only order Bayou Blend, the Bayou Blend Spice, but the Cajun curl chip cutter as well. And you can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. Also, at CajunCurl.com, you can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Locally, it is available at South's Finest Meats, Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, March Martin Northport, and Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel like Trump giving a speech at Liberty University while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10. That's E-O-P and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use this spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. Well, it's back to reviews this week. All right. We're and our review. audience has been very uh, faithful to John the Baptist's commands. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Hey, Kevin said he's down for our cult. He did. Yeah. I was so, like, yes. That's right. That's right. right. We got one. He's getting a good position, you know, because <laughs> yeah. he signed up early. I just want to put the call out there to y'all. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from N. Walter. The name of the review is The Best Part of My Monday. All right. Five stars. This podcast is lighthearted and fun with just the right amount of twisted humor. <laughs> it's also fun to hear their uniquely Southern inside jokes and football references at the very least, I owe them my listenership for introducing me to the best spice blend ever. Oh, boom. Thank you so much, N. Walter. We thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. We thank you for trying out Cajun Curl Spice. Yeah. And you're awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. We're we're glad to have you on our side. That's right. Yes. And, also, yeah, and yes, you do owe us your listenership. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that of five friends. <laughs> yes. And just a little football news, I'm really worried about the Alabama football team. Our defense has not looked good. I don't know that other teams can score as much as us, but losing our middle linebacker is really tough on us. So, yeah, yeah. Um, really, really, <laughs> really not as happy as I used to be with the Tide. On the other hand, mm-hmm. Clemson Didn't continues look, to yeah. look better, in my opinion. I don't know that they look better. 
But, but they look so good, though. They look decent. All right. They haven't <laughs> played anybody. Neither have we. But That's true. I would say that South Carolina is better than Syracuse in playing on the road. Yeah. Although the Carrier Dome or whatever it's called now that Syracuse plays in, which, by the way, I don't think it's called Carrier Dome anymore, named after the air conditioner company. doesn't have air conditioning in it. <laughs> but uh, it's a very tough place to play, too. But, I mean... We just, man, I've just been, I've been a little, LSU looks really good. We may lose to LSU, just going to throw that out there. Right. All right. And that may happen. And I'll eat whatever. I don't even need to eat crow. I don't care if we lose. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with the football games. But it sure is fun to win. And it is. Man, we just didn't look really great. We just hadn't looked great all year yet. And right. maybe it'll come together. The season is a process, and you're not going to be the same team on week one that you are in week eight. And so we'll see how it goes. But these injuries, man. That's killing us, it's man. a scary thing. Man, it's killing us. Ugh. It's killing us. And it's like our offensive line doesn't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of instances. And that's a little disheartening. And I think our tackling has looked kind of poor, too. Yeah. I have yeah. seen a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. Now, we got some receivers, and we got a quarterback. We do. And we got a good running back. And we can put some points on the board, but they're rolling two out every play because the line can't block for him. So, I mean, he's going to get killed before the year's over with, and that's scary. That's not good. No, but he'll have fun being the quarterback of Miami next of the Dolphins next year. So that'll be great for him. Well, you got anything else? Nope. I just wanted to give a football. I just wanted everybody who listens to know that I know that Alabama's not as good as we have been. Right. That's all I had to say. <laughs> all right. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox. Yeah. We're on them all. Podchaser. That's true. Yep. If you would like to email the show, you can get us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to send in your writing assignments. About, That's right. You know, yeah. how, how much you have to live for. That's right. That's true. You matter. Yes, you do. You matter to us. Yeah, absolutely. If nobody else. Absolutely, you do. And if you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you want to look at pictures, sometimes we post pictures. That's you right. can see those underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Sometimes. And if all of that fails, we have a phone number. You can call and leave us a message like nobody ever does. That's right. I called left one this week. Did you? Yeah, I did. You did. I hadn't listened to it. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, (laughs) It's 662-493-2059. It was 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.